I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 29, Fear is a Liar. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello and welcome to another podcast episode. I first want to check in with you to see if you've been using the dig. I would love to hear from you if you're using it and how it's helping you. And never fear, I am here if you have any questions, so I'd love to answer them for you. So stay tuned until the end of each podcast because I'm going to be giving a quick example of the dig. That is how important I believe that it is for you to get it because if you do, it will literally change your life. I promise. So without further ado, we are going to start on today's topic. Fear is a liar. So let's get real here. How often do you let fear stop you from showing up or living your best life? It comes up in some form with almost everyone I work with. Just a few weeks ago, I was driving home from taking Clover to dance, and I saw a sign on the freeway that two prisoners had escaped. Now, mind you, I know about fear. I know about thoughts. I know about all of this. Like, I get it. But yet, in that moment, the fear for me started kicking in. I instantly felt faint. (laughs) I got a pit in my stomach, and it just, the fear that maybe my uncle was one of those escaped prisoners, kind of set me into a panic. I started imagining him showing up at my door and making me pay for putting him in prison. It was not good. And by the time I got home, I was just feeling anxious, yet I had no proof that it was him. But I was having a real physical reaction to this fear. But my body and my mind did not care that this wasn't real or proven. I felt that sick feeling fear and feeling that sometimes we get when we let it take over because fear is that powerful. So I hurried home and then I quickly pulled out my phone and I began Googling escaped prisoners in Arizona. And soon enough, I figured out that it wasn't my uncle. It was actually two elderly. It was a couple from I don't even know where. So I was safe. It was good. But The fear was real, and so when I discovered that that I was actually safe again, I just remember breathing a sigh of relief. But fear kicked my butt in that moment. It was real and tangible for me. My whole being was taken over by it. So just remember this as fear kind of takes over in your life in different ways. It becomes real to us, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it is, because again, fear really is a liar. It freezes you. It robs you of hope and it tricks you into believing that you're stuck or that the danger is real. And really, fear is the opposite of freedom. It rears its ugly head in so many ways, but today I'm going to focus on three areas. The first is the fear of being controlled. Second, the fear of being disappointed. And number three, the fear that you are not enough. And just remember, there's all levels of fear. But ultimately, fear does the same thing. It stops us and blocks us from getting what we really want in life. 
So I was working with a younger client a few weeks ago, and we both got a chuckle out of this analogy I gave her about fear. And because she was a little bit younger, I just explained to her that to imagine that you're a teenager and your mom tells you before you go to school that she's going to bake your favorite cookies while you're gone, chocolate chip cookies. So all day as you're sitting in class, you're bored, it's a long day, you look forward to coming home to those fresh baked cookies. So soon the time finally comes and you walk through the door and it smells just as you had hoped it would. So your mom comes out and she demands that you have to take out the trash first before you can have your cookie. And if you don't do what I say, you're not gonna have one at all. So here you go, you, this, you might have this fear of being controlled and you hate being told what to do. So you say, well, fine, I don't want one anyways. So you walk away without your cookie. Interesting, so you let your fear of being controlled stop you from getting something that you actually really wanted, that yummy, homemade chocolate chip cookie. So you go back up to your room and you hear your mom leave, so now is your chance. You run downstairs and you see the cookie sitting on the counter. You look at them real close and then you start letting that fear set in again. And this time it's the fear of being disappointed. What if the cookie wasn't as good as last time? What if your mom overcooked it? And even worse, what if she used semi-sweet chocolate chips instead of milk chocolate chips? So rather than being disappointed or let down, you just walk away. Interesting. So you let this fear of being disappointed stop you from getting something you actually wanted again, the cookie. Wow, just interesting how we get in our own way sometimes. So you go back up to your room and you get on your phone and you're your tummy starts growling. That cookie would sure hit the spot. So you go back down to the kitchen again and you see the cookie still sitting on the counter and you go to grab one and your fear stops you again and it says, wait a minute, you don't deserve this. You're not good enough. You've been slacking off. You're not worthy of something so sweet and delicious. Who do you think you are? So you let your fear of not being good enough stop you from getting something you wanted, that cookie. So in the end, you never end up with a cookie and it was available and waiting for you the whole time. And I know we're talking about a cookie, but I promise you, you can literally replace a cookie with a number of examples because fear, like I said, comes in all shapes and sizes. And what might trip you up doesn't trip up somebody else and what might trip them up doesn't trip you up. So it's really important to start paying attention to how fear might be running your life. So think about your relationships. How is your need to be controlled or your fear of being wronged block you from real connection? How often do you miss out on opportunities because you're afraid of being disappointed? And the mother load of all fear is that one, the fear of not being enough. This just slithers like a thief in the night into all areas of your life if you're not careful. You've got to outsmart the fear because it only has power if you give it power. And I love acronyms. So fear is false evidence appearing real. So you understand how we start believing the fear. And as I talked about in the dig, and if you haven't listened to the last episode, I highly suggest that you do because I really teach you how to identify the fear and then how to turn your thoughts your feelings and reactions around so that fear doesn't have a hold on you. So right now I'm gonna give you an example 
our dig example for the day. So at the ranch retreat, I had one of the attendees ask this question and she had the situation she wanted me to help her work through. So first, what happened, step one is that she's getting divorced. The number two is the thought around this is the fear of being alone and that she'll never be loved again. And as we were discussing this at the retreat, I could just see this heaviness and this concern and just this sadness. And so as we started talking about this, she this was a reoccurring thought that she has had. And so anytime we start buying into those fears or those thoughts, we're going down the tunnel. And as you go down to the tunnel, you arrive at step three, which is your emotions. How do you feel around when you have this thought or these fears? And for her, it was loneliness, sadness, bitterness. And really, the reaction that she had was shrinking. She just kind of felt frozen, like she wasn't going to be able to progress, so that she would always be stuck in this place. And really, if we look at the outcome, which is number four, as being she wants to feel worthy and lovable. But as she was feeling this way, and as we were discussing it, you could see that it was actually making her feel more unlovable and hopeless. She was actually feeding that fear. So the important, th- the important part here as we are, have gone down the tunnel is that there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. And that is changing your thoughts around what is happening. And for her, it's she's in the process of getting this divorce. So the first question in number five is, is it true? Are you always going to be alone? Are you never going to be loved again? And that was a quick no for her. And again, as I've discussed, if you've listened to the other podcast, sometimes it isn't an easy no. Sometimes people teeter on, well, maybe it's true, maybe it isn't. But in this case, it was an easy no for her. So question number two, is it serving you? And again, that was an easy no. And the next question is, is this stemming from past experiences or old wounds? And she did say yes, because this is something that she's kind of always struggled with, feeling worthy and feeling loved. And she even went back to junior high with some a situation with some boys and some friends in junior high. And it's just interesting because there's usually a connection when we have these kind of reactions or these, these um, limiting beliefs and these fears. So... If this involves another person, is the next question, have you mirrored their behavior? But is this is not relevant because she's not in a conflict with another person. She's in a conflict really with herself and her own thoughts. So the flip side to this is something that she came up with on her own. And I could see again her voice going from kind of lulled, kind of flat to kind of getting excited because she really started turning this around. And as she did this, I could see her with more hope and more excitement. And she said, you know what? I am worth loving and I have a lot to offer. And I have my kids and I'm doing the best I can. And I'm going to be okay because I deserve to be loved. And you could tell that it really resonated with her because really with the flip side, it's important that you don't say something that feels incongruent or not truthful. Because if you do, then there will be more resistance. And so the last question is, what were the results of changing your thoughts? And did it get you closer to your desired outcome? And this was really powerful. And again, we had, we're in this, this setting with this the group from the ranch retreat. And I love the power of community and that support and that love that we all felt from each other. And her vulnerability was really, she, she really put herself out there. And it, it really worked in her favor because she was able to work through something that, had been difficult for her. 
So the results for changing her thoughts were this. She said, I remembered my worth and I quit believing my fears. And it did get me closer to my desired outcome because I know that I am desirable and I am worthy of love. And it was just a powerful experience to watch her go through this and to see this transition. And as I work with people, I've done this many, many, many times. And as I you know, continue to do it with my own thoughts and my own stories, you can start to see a difference in your physical chemistry. And your, it's just powerful how our emotions and our physical reactions, how it's all just connected. And so if we want to have more positive physical reactions, more energy, more light, more hope, more excitement, all of this, it's when we're putting in the, the good stuff, not those negative, debilitating thoughts and stories and fears. Because everything you want and desire is waiting on the other side of fear. So this reminds me of a story I heard years ago about a man with his family. They were driving out in the middle of nowhere, and they got a flat tire. And they were just surrounded by land and more land and a few little farmhouses. So the dad gets out of the car. He goes to the back to look for his jack, and he has no jack in the back. And there's no way to change the tire without a jack. So he leaves his wife there with his kids, and he starts walking to the nearest farmhouse. Well, the nearest farmhouse was probably about a mile away because they were literally in the middle of nowhere. So he starts walking, and he's like, oh, I bet they'll have a jack. They're farmers. They'll have to have a jack. And each step he took, the story and the fear started you know, changing. It started getting to him. He says, well, what if they don't have a jack? I mean, and what if the jack that they have doesn't even work for my car anyways? But he kept going, and he kept walking, and he just kept getting closer and closer to this farmhouse. So the closer he got to the farmhouse, he just kept working himself up and talking himself out of getting the jack. He's like, you know what? I bet they're not going to even have one. And they're probably not going to even be home. And once I get there, they'll probably not want to share it with me anyways. I'm just a stranger. Ugh, why am I doing this? I shouldn't do this. Ugh, I don't know. So soon or later, after all this fear and after all this stories going on in his head, he finally reached the farmhouse. And he slowly walked up. He felt defeated. He felt upset. He was frustrated. But he's knocked on the door anyway. And soon enough, the farmer answered the door. And this man looked at him straight in the eyes and he said, forget it. I don't need your jack anyway. And he walked away (laughs) out into the middle of nowhere with no jack, with no solution. He let his fears talk him out of it. And ladies, we do this all the time. It's called borrowing a jack. Remember that the next time you want to talk yourself out of something. And I want you to go back again and think about the cookies just waiting for you in your life and the fear that we have that talks us out of them. What are those things that you've missed out on that you haven't done or things that you wish you could experience or some dreams or some goals or relationships in your life? What what is that in your life? Or it could be more than one probably that fear has stopped you from enjoying and having in your life. There are so many possibilities awaiting you if you can overcome these fears. And when I teach the Let It Go method with my coaching, the first key is to get out of your own way. Because when we buy into these fears, when we buy into our thoughts and our stories, we're actually getting in our own way. And if we can start identifying what is truth, what is non-truth, and start owning our thoughts, our reactions, and really generating the outcomes that we want. That is how we get out of our own way. 
we actually allow for the path to open up for us and for possibilities to open up for us instead of us putting blocks in the way. And as I talked about in one of the last podcasts, it was about the the concept of hiring a coach or hiring someone to help you because so often we have a fear that we're never going to change. We have the fear that we're stuck, that we're always going to fizzle. And just to understand that those fears are also stopping you from taking the steps in your life, whatever that may be, to help you get to the next level. Because again, it's up to you to get out of your own way. So just know that whatever it is, that there is a way around it. And if if fear gets in your way, you need to kick it to the curb. And I'm going to continue going deeper into these concepts in in my future podcasts. Because these topics for me are what worked in my life and that I've seen them work in those clients that I've worked with. And I know they can work for you too. So in my Let It Glow method, I have the six keys to get glowing and the dig and all these things that I use to help my clients change their lives. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm doing this right now in the form of an eight-week coaching program. So continue to stay tuned for that. I'll give you more information. But for today, I really want you to focus on paying attention to your fears this week. So your challenge is to choose the opposite of whatever that is, whatever that fear is. So choose faith, choose trust, love, and courage, because you have all these strengths within you, and they are stronger than your fears. And really, children are our best teachers if you want to have a how-to on overcoming your fears. Just think back to when you were a child. You didn't let your fears get in the way. Just this summer, we were in the Swiss Alps. I was with Clover, and she was, you know, she's six years old. And we went out on this mountain, this like cliff walk out on the edge of the, I mean, it went out like overlooking the valley on this like walk. And it was pretty like, take your breath away. I have a little fear of heights, believe it or not, but I still push my way through it because I love to see, I don't want to miss out on any beauty or any cool adventures. And so Clover was with me on this and we were walking along and I was holding her hand and she was just taking it all in. She asked me, like, seriously, Mom, when are we going to jump off the mountain? (laughs) And we had seen paragliders on the trip, but I don't know, but she was ready to take the leap. She had zero fear. And really, the question I have for you is, are you ready to take the leap into the unknown to conquer your fears? And what is holding you back? Because now is the time for you to get out your boxing gloves and fight those fears. Don't believe the lies that your fears try to trick you into believing because life begins where fear ends. You've got this, ladies. And thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, my website is www.let-it-glow.com. I'd love to hear from you. So until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.